Welcome to Elementary. I hope you're having a fabulous Monday wherever you're watching. Can you believe that today is literally January 8th and it's eight days into the new year? Happy New Year once again. And I don't know if I, it can ever get, uh, we can ever get, um, bored of saying Happy New Year. I know it sounds silly. People keep saying, is it still, you know, should we still say it? Anyhow, today, um, I, I'm going to just touch on Happy New Year to you, Kimberly. Thank you for joining. I'm so, I so appreciate your time. If you ever want to get on the show and do an interview, I'd be happy to interview you. Um, so today, you know, I have like two little topics and I wanted to, uh, just talk about, you know, what to consider when, when you're trying to figure out, should you buy or rent a home? And I don't want to sound partial by telling you to, to buy a home. And, uh, but, but there's, you have to be realistic, right? And, but these are some of the things that you should really kind of turn your mind towards, really think deeply and look into it. So one of the things is this financial implication. Um, so when you're buying a home, you know, it requires some upfront cost, right? And so that goes in, in, um, down payment, closing cost and, um, incidentals, we'll say just in case you need like, you know, moving costs, closing costs, all of those things. So there is a financial impact to it, right? And a lot of times with my uh, buyers, you know, if whether they're first time or they've been around the block, and sometimes I have buyers who haven't purchased a home in a long time. So, you know, they are um, not new to the process, but they like to be handheld a bit, right? So this is the most important step. Your finances have to be spot on. Like you have to be prepared for whatever you're getting into. Um, so what else do you need to be prepared with? It's your long-term goals. What are your long-term connection? Hope I don't get disconnected. Yeah. Are you planning to stay in the home for a period of time or are you going to, um, you know, want to sell it. Typically, we tell you to consider that because if you're planning to sell it in a little bit, then really you should think of how long of a mortgage you want, right? Um, a lot of times, you know, uh, a three to five year right now is probably uh, a better rate. And so um, your mortgage broker will be able to help you with those numbers based on that. So um, a lot of times I, I say to someone, you know, if you're going to get pre-approved and try to get your finances in order, um, you know, one of the things I encourage you to do is, is work with a mortgage broker, someone who's really good at helping you understand the numbers, someone who will actually take the time to break down, you know, what your payments look like, what, what you can do, try to get more flexible, how you can make it work out for you. And so one of the things they do is try and figure out your goals as well. So if you're saying, hey, you know, I absolutely want to sell this home in a year or three years, then um, they'll guide you with that as well. Um, the other thing you need to consider is market conditions. And that is a reality. Um, keep an eye on market conditions now. 
you know, we live and breathe market conditions every day. So, and I know um, lately everyone seems to be really keeping an eye because everything, like there's so much, um, I know there's a lot of news out there and you have to sift through a lot of that too. Just reading what you read is not always, um, and please don't just read the headlines because, you know, they have that clickbait stuff that um, a lot of people fall for. So those are some of the, the things, first and foremost, for you to kind of pay attention to. Now, people will say, hey, you know, um, renting and buying. Now, on the flip side, if you are renting and you can afford to buy and, you know, it is a, it's, it's always a great time to buy. And I say that because people will chuckle and say, no, it's not. And, and really it's a great time to buy if, if your story aligns with what's going on. I know most people like to time the market and not everyone's going to come up, you know, at the right side of the coin when you time the market. The market is the market. It's going to do good things. It's going to do crazy things. And from one week to the next, um, we just wait to see what's going to happen because that's the kind of market we're in. Nobody can avoid it. That's where we are right now. Now, we we were in times where with situations were very um, non roller coasterish, and we uh, could tell you, you know, six months at a time, we would look at stats and tell you what a house would sell for and what what you expect to pay. Uh, these days, it's a little different. But the one thing I will say is that you, if you are renting, you have to really pay attention to if you love this property. And I've heard people say it so much. Are you going to get rent evicted? Are you going to get, um, uh, you know, is that rent going to go up considerably? Um, are you going to end up, you know, is, is your landlord going to end up selling his whole, his condo, his house? Um, and whoever wants to buy it actually wants to live in it. So what happens then? If they want to live in it, you got to find a new place. And, you know, that's hard these days. So those are some of the things to be mindful of. You know, the stability when you own um, is definitely, you know, uh, you're stable. You you know what's happening. You know, you own the property and um, so on and so forth. So I would say... Um, you know, pay um, a little more attention to that. Now, not everyone can get into the housing market, right? The way it is. However, you know, um, these are the times when you really, really need to work on your budget. You really need to work on your finances. You really need to work on what's going on behind the scenes with your credit, with saving money. Now, I did a um, last week's show. I mentioned the home, the first home savings account, and I encourage people to go get it because this account allows you to really put money in um, 8000 a year to a maximum of forty, but it allows you to hold that money in that account for 15 years. And so um, if for some reason you um, don't end up buying this year, the next year, you can still go back and let's say this year you only had $2,000 and you put the 2000 in. Um, next year, let's say you, you know, your grandmother wants to give you some money. You can actually put it into that account and that's how you can save. Um, and you can use this in addition to your RSP. Um, if you're a first time home buyer, uh, th th these are accounts for first time home buyers, not for, you know, repeat buyers. Um, there's some rules apply. So I, I would suggest you, 
get the details of the account and figure out um, uh, if, if you fall into that category. If you don't have an account, you're a first time home buyer, I would suggest you go um, open one of those accounts. Um, so then moving on to topic number two, and please feel free to drop a comment or a question if you have it. Um, today is going to be a quick one, but moving on to, um, you know, the topic number two that I had for today was, um, what are some common mistakes sellers should avoid when selling their property? And, um, so, so right now it's actually a good time to take a look at what's on the market. Um, Properties are sitting on the market a bit longer and, but properties are also, um, I think we're so used to like properties just selling so quick that it feels like it's a lot longer, right? But there are a couple of things that are, you have to kind of align your, your property, um, with what's going on in the market and not, uh, you also have to be patient for the right buyer because not everyone who, who, um, not everyone is capable of affording that dollar amount. Um, but one of the biggest problems that I note, I'm noticing is overpricing. When I say that, I, I'll give you an example. I actually showed two properties. Uh, they were not, uh, assignments because, uh, these people had actually closed on the property. So they must be investors that bought the property that, uh, are able to close on it and have decided that they want um, to now sell this property and um, make uh, a bit of money by selling it. But is this the right market for the price tag you're offering? But, and and I'm gonna go on a rant right now and I'm gonna say, um, maybe my expectations are a little high. Like some of these properties are, um, this one property in particular was listed at 2.6 and so um I had to say to the to the agent like you're being your price is unrealistic for for that uh for this neighborhood and um so he he kept asking me what I thought the price should be and I said well without offending you but I said really you should do your homework um if if you've listed the property for your client you should do your homework right um it's a very unrealistic price range but you know, like even little things. And I kind of pointed out to him, right? Like I said, like, let me, let me kind of go into a little bit of details, right? Um, you go upstairs and the bedrooms have carpet and it's an easy fix, but the bedrooms have carpet. It's 2.6 and you could not get hardwood floors. You know, um, you go to the kitchen and you take a look at the, the kitchen and the choices. So I know a lot of uh, people have this uh, mindset that, hey, I'm buying this property. It's it's an investment property. I just want to make a little money. I want to quick flip it. But you still have to have quality stuff in it if you want to attract the if you want to attract buyers. Um, no different than anything else like, you know, 30 inch stove cut out. Um, just a regular fridge cut out. The cabinets were, you know, uh, a cheaper quality. So when you start looking at all these finishes, you're like, oh my goodness, am I like expecting too much? Because really, I, I know I'm not. Like I'm not 
you know, but, but if you're wanting that price range, realistically, you know, if the client has to come in and consider that price and then consider all of the upgrades to go with it, um, I mean, so I had to tell them they were unrealistic. Anyhow, so budget is the first thing. If your property is not moving, especially in this market, when people have a choice, um, again, anyways, if it was a hot market and people were paying top dollar for garbage and, you know, like really bad looking properties in really terrible state, it's a different issue, but that's not the market we're in, right? So it, you have to be realistic about it. The other thing that people need to do and be aware of is like for buyers. If you're a buyer, doesn't matter your price tag, have you been pre-approved and are you skipping the pre-approval piece? And that is really, really important because if you're a buyer, you're skipping getting pre-approved. I mean, it's quite dangerous, first of all, if you're uh, like, because now you're going to waste time. Um, and really at the end of the day, you want to make sure you can afford this property, right? You want to make sure you're actually, um, your, your, your numbers are run through the ringer quite well. You know what your contingencies are. You know, if there's something that, um, goes wrong from now until closing, um, you know, you know, all of those, those things that need to happen, but not being, um, like, like skipping. Um, so for example, I'll give you some examples. So, Obviously, someone sold someone something, and I have my view on on brand new properties. I love brand new properties. I love to be able to go in and pick out my own finishings and have it all. But I also know there's a reality check with that piece. The reality check is when you go in and you get a brand new property, you probably can't afford the top of the line finishings with the builder anyways. However, let's just say, um, you go into this place, people have told you, hey, you don't need to be approved by the bank. You don't need to have approvals. You just need to, you know, put your down payment. So I've seen a few people, they've actually put in like 200, 300, 350 down payment. And they're hoping, at least they were hoping that they could qualify. Um, so now the market has changed quite drastically. Interest rates are, you know, no longer 2%. It's like 6%, 7% <laughs> if you want. Um, you know, it's crazy. But so then what happens is people can't afford to qualify. And you're putting yourself and your family to so much stress. Um, but you also don't have, you haven't done, like, I understand if, if the tide changes halfway through and you get a bad hand, but if you don't actually, if you actually on purpose skip that step, I think you're being, um, I think you're being like, uh, I don't know, you're like gambling or something. Yeah. Gambling. That's the word, uh, gambling with your money because that's exactly what you're doing. You're hoping that you just roll the dice and you show up on the right side. And, um, so for those people, you know, sometimes they're going to get, you know, when you gamble, <laughs> the house always wins, right? Um, so that's kind of what, what I've been noticing. And the other thing with um, some sellers that I'm noticing too is um, that they're listing their home. Look, you get what you pay for, right? You get what you pay for. Some of the, uh, some of the sellers, if you're a seller... You're listing your home. There are a couple of things that have to be, you have to be on top of. One, pricing. We talked about that already. Number two, as a seller, 
you have to have, um, you know, your house has to be staged, okay? Um, your house has to be staged. It's like, and when I say staged, I don't want you to get like freaked out thinking, oh my God, I have to incur all these costs. You know, there's different levels of staging. There's there's a level of staging where um, you're just doing like, um, you're trying to incorporate your furniture with, with, um, with what, uh, with something from some new pieces so that it looks, uh, but there's more to staging. It's not just furniture. It's not just pieces. It's not just, it's just, you know, it's set up. It's, it's showing that room in its full potential. It's showing the bedrooms in its full potential. It's actually decluttering. It's actually taking out, you know, religious items. It's actually taking out memorabilia. I just said actually so many times, but you know what I mean. Um, it's to get all these things. So people who, when they walk into your house, they can, uh, they can actually, um, anyways, they can see themselves in, in your property, right? They can, um, visualize what life will be there for them. Now you want to sell your property. You don't want to, you know, hang on to it, right? So, um, in this case, you need to be a little open minded. Now, the other part to uh, the last part is the marketing piece. And that's most important, whether it's, uh, you know, paper marketing, whether it's um, um, digital, like you have to have a marketing plan. And I can tell you that someone who tells you they can do it for 1% and want to give you a discounted rate, they are doing bare bones for you. They're putting it on the MLS and this is not the time for your property to just go on the MLS. It's not going to sell that way. Like even if it was a hot market, your house has to look hot, right? To sell at the top dollar. So how much money are you leaving on the table by just allowing someone to discount it? Because if they're, if you're, if they're willing to discount the commission, they're going to discount what you get on your end, Right. Um, so just be mindful of that. I'm not saying, um, you know, I'm just asking you to be mindful, figure out what the marketing plan is. You know, do they have a marketing plan? Are they going to market your property? What are they going to do? How many eyes are they like, you know, just getting eyes in front of your property is not enough. It's actually what sort of traction, getting the right people to come into your property. I would rather have no one walk into something I listed. Now, I, I would not rather have it. I would rather have less people walk into something I listed than a whole bunch of people who have no intention to buy. Like all you need is one person who absolutely falls in love with your place. So those are some of the things, um, you know, I wanted to chat about today just briefly, just have a quick chat. Um, you know, if you want to get on the show, um, and you want a specific topic. So if you want to be interviewed, I'm happy to interview you. You just have to um, message me. Um, the other thing too is if you want a topic unpacked, you know, someone, if, if you say, Hey, I'd like something, um, I'd like to talk about something a little, uh, more, then great. Um, you know, let me know what you want to talk about. So now not next week, but the following week which is January 22nd, I'm going to have a mortgage specialist broker um, be on the show. And so if you have questions, you know, you know, send them in. But you can always ask questions as a question icon it, it, during the show. You can always ask questions during the show. If you don't get to you during the show, we'll always get back to you. 
But yeah, so next week, we're going to be on a break. We're not going to do a show next week, but the following week, um, I'm going to have a mortgage specialist. And it's going to be um, excellent timing. I mean, it's a couple of days before the next announcement. Um, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't tell you what's going to happen, but we just have to... Um, um, work with the market and the market is going to do whatever the market is going to do. And, um, and we would just, um, figure it out as time goes on, you know, we'll just figure it out. And, um, that's why it's important to get someone who's going to be patient with you, whether it's your mortgage specialist, whether it's your realtor, um, or real estate, uh, specialist, like you, you need someone who's going, who has your interest at heart, who is just not looking to sell or not looking to push you to buy, who actually has your interest at heart and will do the best for you. So seeing that you have no questions for me, um, I will say good night and thank you again. I always appreciate your time. Um, the time you spend with us over your dinner hours, always, always appreciate it. So thank you so much. And until next time, um, we'll see you then. Thank you again. Bye.